This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. I feel a little bit bad because I didn't get to this earlier when I promised something about Texas Tech. So, for all the Texas... Texas Tech fans out there. I'm one of them. It was clearly not the second go round. February 13th will be Texas Tech Spirit Night for the Mavs against the Timberwolves. And they have a pretty cool red and black with Texas Tech logo on the site. Mavs hat. The Rangers have been doing this for a really long time. So it's got the Mavs logo on the front, but it's red on the hat, black on the bill. Bobby Knight's going to be there. I don't know that. Hide your chairs. But if you're interested, Gerald Sasser, February, you know what? Tony Batiste. I think there's a lot better Gerald chance Myers. that you can get Gerald yeah. Sasser to show up there than Bobby Knight. February 13th, if you are interested. And again, I see where this is going. If you want to name a random Texas Tech person, feel free to text in 877. John Roberson. <laughs> He'll oh, be yeah. busy, but honestly, Pat Mahomes. If he was, Pat Mahomes that's, has, he does go to a few Maverick games a year. I think this is the day after the Super Bowl. Yeah, so I don't think he's going to be at this one. He has to be at He'll Disney be celebrating World. his. Teddy Man, Williams. I, he better be celebrating his championship. I know. I can't. We can't do this. We can't be Cowboy. We can't have the Eagles just dominate us like this. What sucks even more about that is they totally overhauled. It's not like the same team's dynasty, and they were like, now we're going to get another one. They're like, now tear it down, build it back up, and – I heard what Jerry said yesterday. We'll get to this later. It was really agitating. He goes, we didn't push all in like Philly. I was like, Philly has two first-round draft picks. Like, they, they're fine. And $11 million in cap space. Yeah, they're fine. Sorry, Kevin. All I can think about right now is that Tim Collins came in, and for Radio Row next week, he said that one of my crushes has been booked. And I now had, all I'm doing is going through all of my crushes and the potential people. Tiffany Amber Thiessen? That could, that's one of them, too, yeah. Uh, that could. would be amazing. I did. I was <laughs> I was a big Tiffany Amber Thiessen Save by the Bell fan. Sure. Yeah. She irritated me on 90210. That makes <laughs> I hope that's it is her real. now. That's how you know it's real. He was like, I got to detail yeah. which particular portion of her career. And at one point, I thought she was married to Bill Bellamy. Because she was doing a Food Network show, and I was like, I think they're married the way they're talking to each other, but huh. they weren't. They did a show together where she, like, they, the Bill Bellamy raced cars, and Isn't he was like a, overdrive a, a or, or something. something like Is that. Is that when we tried yeah. to make fake Tom Cruise into a thing? Like, yeah. he was in Can't Hardly Wait, and we're like, we're going to make this happen. All right. I can't. I you know who it I is, know who it is, but and I'm kind of curious. Know, I was sworn to secrecy. If I can trust you, Mike, I, trust me. Okay. I want to be surprised. Eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. Text in. Who do you think it is on my crush Ooh, list? Ooh, you know what? And if I see someone gets it right, I will let you know, and you can figure it out from there. Right. So this morning, 
Tim Cato, who does some fine work over at The Athletic, was fielding some Mavericks questions. So I want to throw some of these out to you and see if we reach a consensus or whatever else. And it starts with the logical thing it has to start with, especially after last night's game, or if you've listened to this show for, I don't know, like two years. Is there any way to move off of Tim Hardaway Jr.? I think there is, but you're probably going to have to take a person that you don't like, whether it's um, the Duncan Robinson with Miami, right? They might be like, yeah, we'll trade him. We think he's horrible at basketball, and he makes about the same money uh, on a long-term contract. Or I was playing around with the trade machine last night, and there are multiple people in this trade, but you could possibly go, hey, how much uh, Mobley, right? He was... Who is our assistant coach that's the Orlando head coach now? Why am I drawing a blank on his? Yeah, Mo- Jamal Mosley. Jamal, Jamal Mosley, yeah. thank you. Maybe he likes Tim Hardaway Jr. from his time here, and he's a veteran guy. He has a whole bunch of young players there. Maybe Jonathan Isaac, who hasn't played basketball in over two years and yeah. has played in four or five games, averaging yeah. 10 minutes. Well, he's six foot ten. used to be very athletic. He's come back into the league. I have no clue how long he's going to last, if his knee's stable or not, and the Mavs would be taking a major risk. But, like, I think you could trade him for people like that, but actually trading him and getting draft pick compensation or getting young prospects, no way. He's It's tough. Uh, he needed to get hot at this point. He yeah. needed to get Joey Gallo 2019 yeah. hot, if mm-hmm. I have my year right. Um, it might have been 21. I'm, I can't remember. what When we traded Joey Gallo, it yep. wasn't 19. It was after that. But I remember a lot of Ranger fans were upset because why? Joey Gallo was hot for yeah. a week leading up to the trade. The and you're like, picture. but what if he does bat 400 and hit 75 home runs now? <laughs> and it's like, no, he's just hot right now. It doesn't mean that's who he is. And Tim Hardaway Jr. has hot streaks, which are fun to ride for five to 10 games. You're like, wow, is this who he's going to be? 18 points shooting 42% from three? No, that's just his hot streak. Yeah. Yeah, he's absolutely right. So the only way to get off of him, Kevin, is to just let him go. Well, no, that, nobody wants him. You don't let him go. You just Yeah, you just let him go and see him next time. Oh, well, there is some inference in this article that while Tim does not believe he's going to be tradable, for a reason that I dispute at the trade deadline is then your team would get worse. And I'm like, fine. No. If it's somebody with expiring money, totally I would do that. I just don't understand a person who can't guard humans in the NBA. And I think he can. I just don't think he cares to. Last night he had, uh, you know, talking about defensive reads. He's guarding, because we're so small right now because of injuries, he's guarding Larry Nance Jr. And at one point, Larry Nance Jr., who probably shoots 25% from three. Like, yeah. you'll live with him shooting threes. He's like, no, you know what? I know that he set a pick and my guy's just been picked off. You go ahead and have an uncontested layup. I'm staying with Larry Nance Jr. out here 20 feet from the basket. And I'm like, Tim, that can't be the right read. And he's like, I don't really care about defense. Can I touch the ball so I can shoot it again? Now, as much as Mavericks fans have been focused on who could be coming in next week, this speaks to the opposite. You need to keep an eye on this. If the Mavs don't extend Christian Wood, what in return can they get for him? I I think, Broadus, I don't know if you're with me on this, the yeah. next week you need to pay attention to the idea that Christian Wood will be shipped away. I'm not saying yeah. it's going to happen. It's viable, though. No, absolutely. And you know, I think there's uh, I, the, the whole thing, and this goes to what – I know what we were talking about on the G-Bag Nation, and, and this is the Gavin Dawson approach. This is how he, he got rid of uh, KP, you know, is you feature him against bad teams on nationally televised games, it sure. seems like. And then all of a sudden, he's like, whoa, wait a minute. They got something here. So 
Yeah, I, I think the fact that he got hurt yeah. hurts you in this regard because you couldn't like showcase him in certain games in order for somebody to say, well, we've got to have this guy. You're right. You know, and, and that's where I think the Mavs are, are really kind of stuck in a spot because I believe they do want to move on from him. I do believe that the, the, the organization wanted to see him play, and if he helped you win games, great but we're more interested in moving on and trying to get something for him. So Wood and Kleba have both been cleared, and I think they're going to travel with the team they for are. the road trip. And Wood could return, but to your point, he... With six days yeah, left or he, five days or left. Or he might return yeah. and play like one game. And right. that's not the sample size. Broadus was hoping, well, we were all hoping yeah. for us right now. You're like, holy crap, is he up to 25 and 12 in this like run? But I do think what's tough, it's not like, the other NBA teams don't know this, but Houston wanted to move on from him because they didn't want his influence on the young upcoming players. Jabari Smith, Jalen Green, they're trying to rebuild. Sure. And they're like, hey, we we don't want him to take minutes from our guys, and maybe he's not the right attitude guy to show how to be a professional in the NBA. We want guys like Dwight Powell who are going to show up, play hard, do their best. I don't care how good or bad he is. He's the right type of person you want to show the work ethic you have to have to be in the NBA. And then he gets on a team that just made it to the conference finals, and they're saying, we don't think he can help win a championship. We don't think he's a championship player. That's how they think. It doesn't matter what I think or you think. That's what they think. So it becomes tough to be like, well, where are we shipping him to? Because if it's a rebuilding team like Orlando, they might go, well, Houston didn't want him. Do we want him around our young guys? And I'm not trying to crush anybody's hopes here, but for the 817, could we package Christian Wood, Tim Hardaway Jr. in a first for a legit star? Not, not in this economy. Even close. So that's one of the reasons, like, it, we're talking four first-round draft picks. If you want a, like, whatever that person's definition, but they said legit star. So I'm going to assume, like, top, top level. Those are the four first-round draft pick deals, which is why it's so important to move this pick this year along the way because then you have your full cavalcade of picks that you can trade again. I agree with that, but I also disagree with that. Okay. Because if you get the eighth pick in the draft and you take the next Scotty Barnes, or you, I'm not, I'm trying to get sure. somebody, all of a sudden, I got my next star. Yeah. Now, it takes a little bit of time for him to develop, but... How did the Chicago Bulls, I know it's a long time ago, how did they go from being a team that was getting swept by the Celtics sure. to then winning multiple championships? It was Scottie Pippen and Horace Grant. Where if, did they get those guys? If I had faith in, because I am of the opinion, and the next question is about Nico. So let me ask this question. We'll fold it all in together. I'm still of the opinion that Nico can do as much as he can do, but the buck doesn't stop with him, which sucks. And the last question is, is it time to admit that hi this is not for me. This is not an athletic. Is it time to admit that hiring a general manager with connections was stupid or do we wait a little longer? I don't think it's stupid at all. No. I just still think he does not have the autonomy that one would want. Good word. I, I don't know if he has the the skins on the wall right now. Sure. I okay. mean, I, I think people know him as a, faci a facilitator with players and relationships and stuff like that. I don't know if any other general managers around the league really want to deal with him. You know, and it might be a situation too where he just doesn't have anything to deal, you know? He, yeah, you're he, right. He's like, "Okay, why am I calling you where you're going to give me the same?" Like it's it's a little bit different if you call the Toronto Raptors and ask them about their players. 
They've got players they can deal. Yeah. You have really nothing to deal. So, you know, why waste your time if you're a general manager really trying to build your team? Because Mike says it quite a bit. You know, when you look at this roster, who do you really, really want off this roster? You know, you Dinwiddie, yeah. Green. Or that, when you said Dorian Finney-Smith, Dorian remember Finney they Smith, were like, yeah. well, we got to get something great for that. So, yeah, is this, a, this is a real, like, you have to just bide your time until some of these dumb contracts are gone then? I think, I do. I think that, yeah, I, I think Nico, Nico, I think Nico has an understanding of what he wanted to do. And talking to people in the organization, they're cool with, like, his attitude. There's things that he puts off about what he wants to do or can't. But there's there's a level, I'm not going to call it frustration, but there's a, we got to bide our time. And it's not bide our time because I'm trying to learn on the job. Right. It's just, I if I call these other general managers, they're like, what? Yeah. Okay, thanks, Nico. Yeah. Hey, we'll see you down the road, man. I know yeah. you guys come here next week. You to, know. to your <laughs> point, if I was watching last night after the Mavs game, I was watching Milwaukee and the Clippers. And I think those are two win healthy, and obviously Clippers are rarely healthy, but when they're healthy, two championship contending teams. Giannis had a great game last night. What player on the Mavs taking Luka out of the equation do those teams want, and what are they going to give you back? I'm sure they want a few of our guys, but then what is their value? And then if you wanted to send them to bad teams, Houston, San Antonio, we don't have any – I guess Josh Green now has played well enough that teams would want him. Yeah, that's where if I – you know, and again, sitting on press row up there where we did, you know, there's teams that have spots, the Knicks. I mean, there's advanced scouts and stuff. But I was also sitting behind a Brooklyn Nets scout, and he was following reports on. So I'm sitting there thinking, every night I would think, okay, what scouts are here? What scouts are watching my team play? Yeah. And maybe that's a team that you would say, okay, hey, I know you were here watching us the other night. Is there anything that you like? Oh, I like your guy, Josh Green. Okay, let's talk about Josh Green here. You know, that's how I – every conversation that I would to try and get something big time – I think I would start with Josh Green before I'd start with Finney Smith. And I, because I, I think scouts, I, he catches your eye when you watch him play. The high, the ceiling is yes, higher. Exactly. My my concern, whether it's Josh Green or Dorian Finney Smith, is my concern is the trade discussions go like this: Is they're like, man, we're ready to contend now. He could be a key fifteen to twenty minute player, and the Mavericks respond with somebody like Dorian Finney Smith, and they're like, are you kidding me? He's like one of our best players, yeah. and he's a defensive guy. You got to well, pay there, and they're well, like, no. See, that's where that's where you get into the mode of if you're committed to moving on and just trying to get pick, you will you will give players up. Sure, don't overvalue your team. Yes, if you're in a mode, if you're if all of a sudden you get back from this West Coast swing that they're about to go on before the All Star break, and they lose all these games, and they say they lose the games with Luca in the lineup. That might make your decision like, okay, we're not going to compete this year. We're really not. You know, now you start to move and try and get ready for next year. So I, that's how I would look for it. When you look back at the Mark Teixeira trade, yep, both sides won, right? Like Teixeira ends up winning a World Series. Well, he moved eventually. from Atlanta and, and, to the Yankees. To, well, yeah, Atlanta to L.A., then to New York. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about Atlanta. LA. Didn't, I forgot that about didn't LA. work out for Atlanta. Okay. Well, then, so, but I think, okay, then, then I'm going to change it back to what I was going to go with anyway. Okay. You won the Cliff Lee and Teixeira deals. 
And I think that, like, you're sitting back going, man, why can't we get that kind of haul for one player that's Dorian Finney-Smith? That's not the same dude. <laughs> yeah, no, but it that's feels, not the same no, guy. It feels like that's what we're trying to do, <laughs> yeah. though. I do want to just clear this. Uh, one. I think it's, it's important to remember, right? And, Broadus, you were talking about, like, you know, kind of calling different teams and their scouts are there. One thing that it's really easy for us to forget, those uh, front office folks are always in constant communication with each other. They are. How we know that they Dorian Finney-Smith is somebody that they have talked about and what they want for him is because those reports are from other teams getting yeah. a gauge of what the Mavs have said about him. Just, so, like, they're banding about and they're talking around, and that's ultimately what it seems like it's happened. Just yeah. like when we get this text, hey, boneheads, I need Christian Wood to stay right where he is on this team. I don't I, – I just speak for me and you, if you're comfortable, Mike, yeah. is I think we are proponents of keeping Christian Wood. But when we get those reports from other teams, we get the same information from inside this franchise that I, maybe would, he ain't their guy. We would give him four years, $77 million, Under $20 million a year, we'll live with the Deal. flaws. We were both on the same page after losing in the bubble – do not give Tim Hardaway yes. Jr. that contract. Use that money in another direction. Yes. And it was immediately given to Tim Hardaway Jr. Yep. Mike, it looks like we're going to be in a parking lot under a tent again this year for the Get media party. out of here. For it says, real? Kevin, I know you're going to love this part. <laughs> An Arizona farm-to-table experience mm. under the stars. Click here to RSVP. Great. Go ahead and set up those weird-looking water glasses. Have you never heard my opinion about this is... Are you in a hipster restaurant? Does it have an unconventional water glass? And the answer is yes. Yes, you are in a hipster restaurant. <laughs> We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, Jake Paul, fake 13-year-olds, and Kellen Winslow II. Do any of these for deserve forgiveness Friday? At least one of them sure doesn't. Do you? 877-881-1053. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Right now, it's, what was that, Kevin? I was going to say, I was talking about John Mulaney is before some stuff. Is right now, it's time for some Forgiveness Friday, 877-881-1053. Please allow me to start, because I'm going to start with somebody who I damn sure don't want to get forgiveness, and I hope they shut the hell up. Kellen Winslow the second. In 2021, he was sentenced to a shockingly low 14 years behind bars after being convicted of sex crimes against five women, including the rape of an elderly homeless woman in 2018 and the rape of a woman who was unconscious. Because you remember, this is why he, when he was being a predator across these, like, I think it's trailer parks or whatever the case might be, and... Now, he's arguing that the physical trauma he suffered from football entitles him to a reduced prison sentence. He is already eligible for parole in 2028. And I'll just go over and speak for myself, and people can get mad at me if, I, if they want. If you're convicted of raping two people and sexual crimes against five people, there is no universe in which you should be out of jail or a mental facility or whatever you think is appropriate in seven years i think that's terrible yeah and it what's wild to me kevin is how long it took for him to even get in like in real serious trouble yes with all the things that he had done along the way one of those rapes was in 2003 they were all kind of setting up and they were looking like hey this this is dude's a menace this yeah. is a pro it's a real serious danger to society to have him around 
And they were like, man, just let it ride, dude. And I was like, no, that's not no, no, that's not okay at all. Well, if you want a fun fact to go along with that, you know why he wants to get out of prison earlier? Mm-mm. So he can start his coaching career. Neat. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I wouldn't. Who uh, hires Yeah, him? I don't think I would. I, how do you let that guy, Urban Meyer, be a guy know. who's going to be like a, uh, a role model to other men and try to help those men do other things? That's, I mean, I don't know that we can really stand moralistic on moralistically on that. We've allowed a lot of people to just rehabilitate themselves back into this coaching thing. That's yeah. There's yeah. one guy that he keeps missing out on jobs because of stuff that happened. If you look at with Eric Bieniemy and his yeah, situation in Colorado, that's true. That's true. I mean, a lot of people bring that up when they talk about him. Now, I just wanted to get the more serious one. Out yeah, of the you way. did that. That's for sure. It is. I just, that infuriates me. All right. You want to do more fun ones starting with some audio? Sure. All right. Let's go to cut number one right here. This is Bomani Jones and Jake Paul. Now, this is going to air tonight and on HBO, since we were just talking off air about whether or not you should get HBO to watch The Last of Us. I think it's good so far. It goes from a normal-seeming question and a potentially polite discussion. It falls apart pretty quickly. After Tommy Fury, where do you go from there? Like, what happens if you lose one of these fights? Um, I, I don't plan on losing. You know, I, I don't train to lose. Um, maybe that I, I feel like that's probably like your mindset. Ooh. You know, a lot of people try Ooh. to project their mindsets no, on the No, I ain't no projected of a mindset. My question is, this is work because we're all surprised that you keep winning these fights, right? But if somebody does beat you, how much interest stays in this when it stops being surprised? They won't. They won't. And and I'm going to be honest, bro. I don't know who the f*** you are. My PR team set, Dude, set up this interview. All I know about you is that people don't like you. First of all, do you think that's an accurate assessment of Jake Paul? Because that sounds about right. Yes. I mean, that is kind of like what he's built his thing on. Was it it Pete Weber that was like, hey, hate me or love me? You watch. You you think you are? I am. (laughs) I learned that was uh, towards a 13-year-old fan. Oh, really? That whole thing. Oh, no. That's even better. The whole Pete Weber kind of thing. Yeah. That was towards a fan that was. Uh, heckling him, he felt like he needs to like keep that under his breath, you know, if he's doing that. Uh, the thing with Beyond, with with Jones, I think it's a fair question, though. I do too. I mean, uh, to me, he's he's just kind of asking, like, yeah, hey, if you if you were to lose, I mean, hey, yeah. he acknowledged. He goes, you've having success, you know, and I, I felt like that. I, it, you know, to me, as I'm surprised, you know, I mean, who are you? I don't know. He's a very respected journalist. You know, if you if you did any type of homework, you'd know that. And see, sometimes, no, didn't. sometimes I, I agree with Corey. That, for that sure would on be that. your your PR guy needs to say, okay, you're interviewing with this gentleman or this lady today. Yeah. And here's the background of this this person. Yeah. Oh, you're you have, taking him seriously, Broad. It's like this is a dude who has like <laughs> built his career off of being somewhat edgy in some ways. I think that that's really kind of what he's getting after here. Everything yeah. is combative, and this also all plays into what do they call? It? It's not kayfabe. What's the right word? It all plays into the character. I no, guess, yeah, right? kayfabe is right. There we go. All right, I was it, right the first time. But because like, like, how many? I haven't seen this just yet. But how many YouTube spots or Twitter, Instagram, whatever, are going to be like, oh, watch Paul crush this chump, Bomani Jones? Because that feeds into to Reggie's point. What he's trying 
trying to do. Or on the other side, oh, man, I really dislike uh, Jake Paul. I want to see him get beat up. And then, boom, now he is on. Because we were talking about this pre-show, Kevin. <coughs> Mayweather, he is, yeah. he is He is modern memification Mayweather, right? I love the alliteration there. But, like, he is in that place where I am trying to sell this on. I have zero losses, and everybody wants to come see me get beat. Yeah. So, I think he, I think Jones is the last guy I would debate or argue with. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that he's he's highly intelligent. He usually, I mean, he every time I've ever seen him speak or talk about thing subject matter, he's always well spoken. You know, I, I I again, I thought it was a legitimate question. And if you want to take that approach with the guy and call him out, I mean, that's a again, that's a respected journalist in my mind. From the uh, from the nine oh three, and I think this goes along with okay. Kevin with some forgiveness Friday. Should we ask G Bag for forgiveness uh, for sending me to the you punishment today? that Broadus is, has to deal with today? That we have to deal with him now. Yeah. Uh, like, should we have say, you know what, we forgive you guys? Like, how's it? Because okay. somebody said, why is Brian on all the shows mm-hmm, today? Mm-hmm. It's because he's being punished for yeah. losing a bet. Who did you bet on? What was the bet? Cowboys. I bet Dallas for San Francisco. See, I'm most intrigued if you write, if you wrote the run sheet for G-Bag. Because I, I heard y'all joking about that <laughs> yesterday, and you're like, oh, if Dawson's going to be out, are we going to get Broadus to write the run sheet? Did that uh, Has that come to fruition? No, nah, not at all. <laughs> How are you holding up, by the way? I'm fine, man. Okay. I'm really good. Seriously, it's the first, it's amazing how, and I'm, it's going to be interesting as I go through these shows, is you know which one do you feel like that you, if you had to do this every day, the morning show flies by. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, that thing, I looked up and I'm like, when do you guys have your express? Well, we've already done it. That's at 720. And I looked up at one time at the clock. It's already like, it's 845. And I'm like, man, this thing is almost over. This That show moves at a really, really rapid pace. Absolutely. It's getting up at four o'clock in the morning. It's probably <laughs> That's tough. That's the dumb part. <laughs> yeah, You're like, hold yeah, on, yeah. who even is How was your drive at 4 a.m.? Was that tough? Were, no, no. There were a lot of, uh, there were a lot of, actually, there was fire trucks already out on the road because people were, already wrecking at 4 30 in the morning so going actually heading north on 75 there were already fire trucks out so yeah it's actually i could i could see getting here in like 10 minutes from where i'm at to to get to the station there might be a wreck on 75 north right now because it is it is slow traffic out of downtown going 75 north yeah man it was this morning i left at eight o'clock at 8.14, I was under the mix master, and I was there until about 9.22. Did you find out the culprit, culprits, that you we need to ask for forgiveness? I don't, I don't know. what. By the time, Kevin, this is one of those situations. Mike, <sighs> yeah. I know you hate it, too. There was no wreck. Like, there was a wreck. All four lanes were closed, but by the time I got there, it was just ice laying it was, all around. Yeah, that's the thing. The mix master with the ice, there's got to be fear mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody thinking that's probably a bad situation. From the 469, can I ask forgiveness for my friend Eric, who's in a bad sports mood because y'all aren't talking about the Rangers? Oh, I mean, I feel oh. like we talk Rangers more than most, and we're actually going out to spring training, so don't worry. they'll, they'll More be, than we do. I yeah, know that. Yeah. There, there's a lot of Rangers <laughs> talk on the horizon. Y'all are going to spring training with us, right? Yeah. All right, so we're going to be there the, the first same time, time. The first time I was ever going was the we got there, oh, and then the and pan- pandemic hit. We were, watching, we were watching Mavs and, was it Mavs in Utah uh-huh. basketball? And then all of a sudden, the next day, they were handing out lineup cards, and the Major League Baseball said, not so fast. I'll tell you what. <laughs> and then we thought, I'm, then I went, why did I leave DallasCowboys.com? Oh. Kind of a deal. I'll tell oh, you what he's no. going to, what Broadus is going to get more than we can get, because yeah. we're on the air in spring training from approximately 8 a.m. till noon. Yeah. 
if you get to the complex at around 10 a.m., you can go to the four-pack of fields. At least that's what we call them. The backfields. The backfields, because nowadays a lot of major leaguers don't play in spring training games. They play in the backfield games starting at 10 a.m. or 11 a.m., and then you can see, like, there, too, you can be right next to literally 10 feet away from Kumar Rocker throwing a bullpen, from yeah. Jack Leiter throwing a bullpen. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that – You can learn, huh? That Yeah, that you'll get that we kind of don't get to get because we're on the air. The afternoon show, you really get to go to those backfields and see a lot, like, like – Right on the fence. Like, if you're going to a high school game, you get better access than going to a high school game. I know I've said this uh, a couple of times, but I since you brought up that uh, COVID story, I want to ask for forgiveness from Evan Grant one more time. Because when we left spring training, this before the world had gone to hell, is I went to shake his hand and he was like, oh, he either elbowed, elbow bumped <laughs> or fist bumped. And he goes, COVID. And I was like, okay, dude. And you like did. at the time, did. I didn't say Vaccinated. that to him. Yeah, at the, I didn't, at the time, I was just thinking, seriously. Because I kept yeah. telling you and Mike the whole time, I was like, guys, y'all got to beware. Y'all got to beware. Hold on. Were you or yes. were you the person who told me, do you think it would be a funny bit to wear a mask on the plane? I mean, like, it actually, it was a really With smart the leaning bit. tower of Pisa in yeah. Dallas at the time? That was the biggest I, thing going. The, 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 the biggest debate we had on the flight home was Kavanaugh was trying to figure out if he was going to go to the the uh thank the parade the uh oh, for st patrick's day yeah he's like i should like go to that thing and we're like dawson are looking at him like what are you talking about bro <laughs> we just left this place and they're talking about it. he goes i don't know man i'm thinking it's, it might be a good idea i'm like no it's not a good idea Turns out it from the 469 y'all should ask for forgiveness for not talking about the only good team in the dfw currently the dallas stars mm. i would we had an awesome segment yesterday with the Hawks. Yeah, they're number four break right now. Right? Yeah, and check the 120 segment yesterday. And then just like we talked about yesterday, here's a reminder. You can watch Jason Robertson tonight in the skills competition. Mm-hmm. He's going to be in a game that incorporates hockey and golf. I might tell you a little bit more about that a little later. And then the All-Star game itself is tomorrow afternoon. Should they play the NHL All-Star game outdoors? Absolutely, I would be all about that. that to, yeah. Why not? Yes. People love the winter that, classic. Oh, I, so, going yeah. to that myself, yeah. I thought that was so much fun. Yeah, no, absolutely. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, it's time for Gridiron Gravy, arrest warrants, interventions, and a Pro Bowl games burn. We'll do it all next on The Fan. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is their 
to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan right now. It's time to go around the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy. Dude. Media party. <laughs> you did not seem pleased by that. It's on a farm. Was it cold last year? Was no, it, it was. I can't remember what year it was. It, was. it was really cold. I remember that one time they it, said. It was cooler in Phoenix, but they had a concert playing off a of on, off of cement concrete, and so you couldn't even talk to people there. And now, for Kevin, you're going to have to eat farm-to-table food. You're going to have to eat fresh food. No, I'm fine with that. Farm-to-table Cheetos. They're going to have farm-to-table radishes, and they're going to be small, and you're going to be like, hold on, that's a tiny radish. And look, your water cup is going to be two inches big, or it's going to be an old lantern. Like that, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about at these restaurants. It's like, bring me a normal... Wait, are you anti-mason jar? I, yeah, I, think I would it's, say. I think it's weird. I think it's weird. Like, you don't have to bring me a craft or whatever if you just bring me a normal glass. Like, I can figure it out. By the time Kevin leaves that place, he's going to have tight, skinny pants on. They're going to be rolled up just a little bit so you can see his boots, and he's going to have some circle rim glasses on. He's gonna be the, so that excited. are not necessary for vision purposes. <laughs> yeah, I want him one day to have to wear shorts to okay, the show. Somebody messaged me, and they go, hey, if you do the Wheel of Misfortune, I think the punishment specifically <laughs> Specifically for you should be for a straight week. You have to wear shorts and people can call you Kev. And I was like, that sounds worse than when I stapled something to my arm. Like, that sounds awful. Dude, I heard this. I know this is gridiron gravy, but you watched The Sopranos recently, I did. right? You know the guy who played Christopher? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. He was doing an interview. He was I don't in The know, White Lotus. I don't know when he was doing an interview, but they were asking him if they ever got suggestions from the mafia. About oh. the way that they played characters, and he said no. But one time, Tony, Tony, or uh, what was his name, James Gandolfini, got a phone call in the middle of the night, and when he picked it up, all he heard was, "A Don would never wear shorts," and yeah. they hung up on him. That's true. <laughs> awesome. It was one of the, it was it was a cookout scene that yeah. he had. Yeah. <laughs> He yeah. said Don would never wear shorts and just yeah. hung up. Yeah, on I him. would not wear shorts in that instance either. <laughs> so I get it. All right, let's <laughs> let's start with Derek Carr. Did you guys watch any of the Pro Bowl games? Yes. Okay. <laughs> what were your what were your general thoughts? I know they're going to pick it back up on Sunday. Yeah, the, the, the Biotish and Martin had better hands than they Turpin. did. Yeah. <laughs> Is so. This is. I think this is the clip that has caught a lot of people's uh, imagination. Is Derek Carr did very well in one of the skills competitions, and this is what he said after cut number ten. After that, by himself. Listen, Derek. 
You've thrown touchdown passes in Vegas before. You've been on fire. Have you ever been that hot in Las Vegas? Not that hot. It's uh, probably why I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Is I, like I thought it's interesting. I also like how they're working in cooperation with the NHL because the NHL is taking over tonight and tomorrow, and they're like, all right, we'll work around that. We'll go sure. Thursday and Sunday is – we can pick either one. Do you want to talk about the Derek Carr burn on himself or what you thought about the Pro Bowl games last night? Derek Carr burn on himself. Okay. Let's start there. Was that a burn on himself or a burn on the Raiders? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I think that's good. Yeah. I think that is he did, a good answer. Yeah, I guess there was some humility in, hey, yeah, I stunk sometimes, uh, I ah. guess, and that's why I'm moving on from this team. They, they don't like me enough. Did you like the games themselves brought us? And we tuned back in Sunday. Yeah, I, I felt like that the games, the water balloon toss, uh, you know, I don't know. I, dodgeball to me is pretty cool when you have athletes yeah. like that. And you have guys that have the ability to have the quickness, the ability to adjust. So that was kind of cool. Uh, I didn't quite get the, like, zip line uh, receiver best catch, catch. The best catch. Yeah, so they're basically they had a best catch competition before where they were just like trying to. They do jumped tricks. into a pad, so yeah. they were the, like it was like they were high jumping into pads and trying to make. A, so yeah, I mean, I thought it was pretty interesting. They were trying to be creative. I, yeah. I give them credit for that. I mean, hell, they had uh, Zach Martin and Tyler Biotish out That's here catching balls. Yes. I enjoyed that. That was That's good. That's what I'm saying. That why was that, why were they better? Why did they have better hands than than <laughs> Turpin, who couldn't catch a water balloon? Yeah. You know, you could figure like, oh wow, the, the first guy to explode up was Turpin. You know, I'm like, oh okay, that makes sense. And then here you got Zach Martin catching punts. You know, like with extra, you know, footballs in his arms doing it. I, I thought that was pretty good. Broadus, I know, like, I watched that part of it. I remember Skylar Green uh, out of LSU mm-hmm. with Parcells. I think he caught, like, seven it was, footballs yeah. one time he, in a wow. practice. I was yeah. sitting there Holy watching cow. going, well, what's happening right now? I'll tell now? you, uh, Pac-Man Jones was another one that was really, really good at catching punts with, like, six, seven footballs in his hands as well. He also wrestled a couple matches. Yeah, I felt like you really needed to know Thanks, that. Thanks, man. All right, let's tr- let's transition. <laughs> yes. I think about that all the time Good. when that comes up. Good. Is let's talk about Joe Mixon. Now, normally <laughs> I am not inclined to believe an agent's spin. This one seems like it might be correct. Is so an arrest warrant was issued for Joe Mixon after he allegedly pointed a gun at a woman and threatened her. I think he might have threatened to shoot her in the face. Is So the agent for Joe Mixon last night said, quote, it was a rush to judgment. They're dropping the charges first thing in the morning. I really feel like the police have an obligation before they file charges because of the damage that can be done to the person's reputation. Don't play with people's lives. All right. So at first, I thought that was agent spin however this morning there are multiple stations in cincinnati that are reporting that the hamilton county municipal presiding judge will dismiss those charges they were just waiting to tell the alleged victim first which god that has got to be a terrible phone call across the board why and why exactly what's the reason that they're being dismissed they 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 think what the agent said. I was shocked. Wow. Is they also okay. think right. that these charges were rushed and not the proper, I guess, vetting, if you want to say it like that, was done. So they are going to drop these charges 
at some point soon. And nobody, like a lot of people would probably say, all right, let's pump the brakes just a little bit. Had he already not had his incident at Oklahoma? I I think you're right right about that. If it was just whatever rando NFL player that like you don't know has ever run afoul of anything, I think people would have been like, huh? What happened for them to rush the charges? I mean, something obviously had to happen, right? That. That's a good point. I wonder. I didn't mean to put you on the spot there. Yeah, but, yeah. But you know, it, it's kind of like it's like the basketball coach down in Texas. Yes. You know, like he, like all of a sudden, it's like, oh, uh, well, you know, all these the charges come out, and then the next thing you know, it's like, oh wait, I, that really didn't happen. So I wonder if if did Mixon get a hold of this, her and say, listen, this might answer your question. I don't know, but. 700 WLW in Cincinnati, one of their reporters said, it isn't clear if either she recanted that claim or a private settlement was worked out. So That's what I probably think. I could see that. I just don't have that answer for you just quite yet. And so it's going to come down. The charges are going to get dismissed. And It sounded like they had pretty good, you know, uh, it was the way it was reported that they actually, they they talked about they had the gun and then, specifically what it was said yeah you know that wasn't something i mean that you feel like that oh what they're recanting that or yeah not, whether they make that up so or, you think most likely is i, I don't know i'm just you probably I, know by the end of the day i bet yeah i just feel it's really it's it's kind of strange again i i i, I everybody has due process I, sure. I agree that but man yesterday it just seems so you know ben baby people like that that cover the Bengals are reporting this i'm thinking oh okay you know but it, it but also you have to look at you know, Mixon's history, you yeah, know, for sure. what happened. So. I agree with that. Did you see, I I think this came out yesterday or the day before. I missed it when it happened. Did you see what Jamar Chase told Willie Gay about swapping jerseys? He said, nah, hell nah. Hell nah. Because I respect it. I, I do too. Because Willie Gay, the linebacker for the Chiefs, was asked like going into the game, oh, like, what do you look out for? What do you fear about the offense? And he said, nothing. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, I would like your jersey. And Jamar Chase, he wasn't kidding either. Yeah. Like, I was watching the video when he said it. He was like, no, nah, hell no. Yeah. And, and Willie Gay was like, the look on his face, I mean, even you could kind of tell he was like, hold on, why not? Yeah. You could kind of see that hands. he was doing the, hey, hold on, hold on. And he was like, no, I, re- I respect that a ton. You just competed against that guy. You're competing against that guy. And then you lose to him. I'm not giving you my jersey today. You can talk to me later on. Matter of fact, don't ever talk to me again if you're going to call us out like that. I think There's that, some competition here. I think that's going to become one of the better rivalries in, in the NFL. Yeah. Because I, those two teams will always find a way to finish at the top of it, and they'll get to play each other during the regular season, and then they'll get to play each other in the playoffs again. That's There's a lot of early bad blood between those two organizations, and I kind of like it. Now, speaking of that game, <laughs> the story came out yesterday that supposedly CBS may have had an intervention with Tony Romo, and I don't think it's because of that one thing he almost said during the AFC Championship game, is CBS spokeswoman has come out and refuted that. I think this came out last night. Mm-hmm. She said, Quote, to call this an intervention is a complete mischaracterization. 
we meet regularly with on our on-air talent. So, like, it's they're kind of setting it up. It wasn't up an intervention. He just had a problem we had to talk to him about. See, I wonder if they're like, it was an air check. And then they're like, here are all the ways you're doing terrible on your air check because it's been too long since you're out of the league. They're like, do you study anymore? Have you I studied to- a thing anymore? I said this, and I've talked to, like, David Murphy about this. And he, David Murphy is awesome at his job. In fact, I think he's better than I am, which really stinks because... <laughs> I, I love them, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I said the easiest thing to do I when you this. get into media is after you're done playing your first few years, you know all the scouting reports on everybody. I, yeah. yeah, when Prince Fielder comes up, I know. I sat in meetings just a few years ago, and I know all of his strengths and all of his weaknesses, but you're not going to be in those scouting reports anymore. And then five, six years from now, you're not going to play against half of the people in this league, so you're going to go, crap, I don't. I got to study this guy because I never faced him. I didn't have a scouting. I didn't sit in a scouting report having to face this guy. And now that Tony Romo's been out of the sport for a while, he doesn't know the offense. He doesn't know the defense. He doesn't know these players. He doesn't know these quarterbacks. And so now he can't be as good at guessing about what the Patriots are about to do. Uh, So, and he's not studying. He's not caring to do that. And so he throws out generalities and you're like, well, He's not good at this anymore, and he doesn't really care to be good at it. A couple more things super quick is Brian Angelico, who interviewed for OC here. He's having a second interview with the Ravens, so if that was one of your primary choices, just keep an eye out on that. And then also, during the Pro-Am yesterday, the only update Aaron Rodgers wanted to give was, I'm not going to San Francisco. So take that. He's coming to Dallas. I don't believe. They asked him about a cowboy. They asked him about a star. And on he his didn't helmet. answer that. Yes, wow. I did. I don't know if that was my but he take just wants to play for the match. Is and we could use help. Hey, the, Cuban tried to get Romo to play in a game. <laughs> We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan. Coming up next, Jerry and Steven say it's Dak. But what would you sell Cowboys fans on for 2023? We'll do it next right here on the fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.